So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Hero Bay. And we're asked her some questions today about her upcoming album, Scared to Go to Sleep. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Thanks. I feel really good about it. It's like really cool because I feel like the first time I put out an EP, like I did like an EP mixtape was the first thing I put out. And I didn't really have like many like fans or anything at the time or like even people that like I feel like maybe would pay attention to me um and so it's cool because now it's like back then I didn't really know what I was doing and now like this album I've really tried to be super intentional with like um the artwork and like all of the lyrics going throughout the song like making sure it like has a theme and everything so I'm just like really excited to get people to listen to what I've been like cooking for like the past year (laughs) oh yeah the album was great I can't I can't praise it enough. Honestly, I I genuinely love this album. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Wow, I'm so glad you guys got to listen to it early and everything. Oh yeah, and your publicist told us it's like not 100% done yet. Like there were some mixes on the advance that we got. And I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. God damn, like th- these songs are great and they're still like kind of bare bones in a sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I go through and I produce too, I like try to do a pre-mix thing where I like, put instruments and stuff like kind of where I hear it you know like panning wise and everything so it's like almost there but then my mixer Yanni does such a great job of like just like tying it with a bow and making sure it sounds great um and same with Theo on mastering so I think it was only like two or three songs that we had left Mm -hmm. um but yeah I literally have them in my inbox right now to approve so (laughs) (laughs) nice awesome yeah so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art yes so the title is obviously called scared to go to sleep and it's um actually the song on the album called scared to go to sleep which is out right now um as a single but that song is kind of what kick-started the whole idea of the album for me i was in new york with um my friend brandon shoop we were writing and I wasn't necessarily writing for myself at the time. I was just like, I feel like I need to, I don't know. I had like a bunch of notes in my phone that I really felt like I kind of needed to get out of my system. And so we um, were just like, oh, let's just like mess around and write whatever we're feeling. Like it doesn't need to be anything like specific. Like we don't need to go into a title or anything. And I had a note in my phone that I had written when I could not sleep at night. And I was having like a lot going on in, my personal and like professional life and so I just started writing down like all the reasons I couldn't sleep like scared to go to sleep because I'm scared to be alone with my thoughts and like my anxieties and all this stuff and so after we wrote that song I was like man I got a lot of stuff like pent up that I have not been like thinking through or (laughs) coming to terms with so that's kind of where the idea of the album came from was that song and then exploring like why my dreams literal dreams as like a kid growing up and like dreams when I go to sleep like why they scare me so much and why I like I don't know the idea of having dreams as a kid and growing up and having them be like oh they're kind of like not what I thought they would be like Mm -hmm. you know pursuing music pursuing like even just like happiness like everything's like a lot more loaded than it seems Mm. um so I really wanted to make an album kind of about that realization and coming to terms with it 
I think he nailed it on the head. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And is there any meme on the cover art? Because I think you said at the beginning, like everything was very intentional for you with this record. So is there any meme on that? Yeah. I mean, so the cover, it's really just like, I wanted it to be like super simple, like just, you know, me on a bed with a guitar and stuff. But um, I think it's more of like the mood and like the tones and like, even like the music videos and stuff. I kind of wanted to seem like, dreamy but also like nightmarish so it kind of like leaves you like um I don't know more of like like it's pretty but like there's something up there like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so yeah I wanted to still convey like that overall it is like a dreamlike steak but something's wrong something's gone off a little nice And before we move on, you leaned back and I didn't get to catch the complete shirt, but is that a motionless and white shirt? No way. How did you nice. catch that? I got it at a thrift store in Nashville. It was oh, like five I need- bucks and I was like, yeah. Badass. <laughs> I need Corey and I are big like fans of them. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Yeah, so... It started off, um, obviously, that song I wrote with my friend Shoop in New York. That was very, like, I was, I cannot stress enough, I was not writing for myself at the time. I was not feeling, like, my my own artistry at all at the time. And so I think, honestly, that itself is kind of what pushed me to start writing again. Um, like, and I had a couple songs that I wrote specifically by myself on the album just like on my own time but then there's a couple other songs that are singles that are out right now that I wrote with some friends in LA and it was really cool I think before when I've done music I've been kind of scared of sitting in the room being like I'm the artist this is what I want these are my words you know Mm -hmm. I've always kind of gone with the flow but it was so I don't know, the people I worked with were, I felt, like, so respectful of, like, my space and, like, the energy I was bringing in, especially because I would bring in these notes that were, like, very vulnerable on my phone, just, like, about, um, I don't know, a lot of different things that I've been through, and they were so respectful of that, and it's also so helpful, because I am a producer, too, to work with people that understand that and respect that especially Mm -hmm. being a girl I feel like a lot of times I've been in rooms where I'll say I'm a producer and then I'll like be like oh okay but what if we change like the snare to this type of tone and they kind of look at me like what are you talking about like you don't Mm -hmm. really know what you're talking about where um everyone I worked with on these on this album was so like respectful of that and like um I they would always do the the day of in the room demo and then send me what they did so then I could add my own touch to it and then maybe we'd send it back and forth so it was super collaborative like that which was really nice um and it kind of I don't know it was really nice working with people that I feel like have been through similar things of kind of have been through the industry for a while and then like man it kind of sucks it's it's obviously not what we thought it would be Mm -hmm. um as kids growing up or anything so it was nice having that collaborative side to it because I used to write so much on my own and yeah, I don't know, having the balance of collaborative songs and then songs that I did on my own and finding the balance was like really cool for me just to see I can do that <laughs> at yeah. the same time. It's awesome. Awesome. 
Uh, so what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Ooh, the longest to write. I, well, okay, I think weirdly, maybe Scared to Go to Sleep. It was like, Scared to Go to Sleep wasn't the longest in the room, but I changed the last verse because it didn't really make sense. <laughs> so it was just like that last ending was literally like, probably the last thing I wrote for the album entirely because I was like how do I sum this up um just like how I'm feeling about the world and everything that was probably timeline the longest but in the room the longest um might have been six feet under Uh because I started that song in LA on my own I had a session that canceled so I just went to the studio by myself and started writing that and I just liked I honestly was just more driven to that song with like the groove and guitar part and how I was feeling and the melodies I really liked that and like lyrically I was trying to figure out what I wanted to say because lyrically it's a song that's more like I don't want my own demise to get in the way of our relationship and like I don't want to bring you down to my level of having a cloud over my head all the time so it's finding a way to say that but not too harsh on myself or anything because I it can be hard to balance lyrics that are like I'm going through it but also like showing yourself some respect at the same time (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that one lyrically did take a minute so yeah probably six feet under nice all right and your favorite Ooh, on the whole album? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably Eat Your Heart Out. That one is probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Um, it's, like, really close to I Don't Miss You, I think, with some of, or one of my favorite songs I've ever written. But I started, I had the idea started on my phone originally, and then um, one of my best friends, Megan Redman, who I've written a lot with, um, in general, uh, she's also on Happy Place on the album, but she um, and I are—I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I talk, and she just knows what I'm going to say next because we've been writing for so long together. Yeah. Um, and she's a very safe space for me, so we literally wrote it like on Zoom. I just called her and I was like, "I have this idea. Like, can we work on it today?" And yeah, it was just like everything kind of like fell into place, and it was. I feel like it perfectly sums up how like things I would say to myself growing up and even now. Um, so it kind of feels like a warm hug <laughs> and I, I don't know. I feel like I don't write many songs that feel like a warm hug. So that one's really special to me. Oh. All right. Uh, so how'd the track list for your album come about? Did you write the opener, be the opener, closer, be the closer? Did you shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? Yeah. Um, I didn't write any, like, intentionally be like, this is the opener, this is the closer. But I had at least a verse chorus going on, I could kind of visualize, okay, like, I knew once I wrote the chorus, the silver line, I was like, this is the closer. It's like, it ends on a happy note. And that's kind of what I want. I want it to be uplifting at the end, because I've already said so many things that are not uplifting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, so it feels really good to end. And it's like you end on a silver lining, you know what I mean? So 
I thought that was really cool. Um, the opener, I just, I don't know. I always love like a classic, like guitar vocal, something like a little ominous to open up. So I knew once we had written Dead Ends, Happy Endings, I was like, this would be a sick opener because I could visualize how that song is so different than all the other songs, but it kind of is like, welcome to the story in a way, like mm -hmm. lyrically. Um, and then if I don't leave the house is kind of like an interlude track that I have um, because it's a little shorter than other songs, not by a lot because I took liberty with the fade out Fair enough. <laughs> at the end. Um, but yeah, so that one I wrote on my own and I really just wanted it to feel like a breaking point in the album of like, I just don't want to leave. I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to talk to anybody. And so, yeah, I thought that would be a interlude. So those three are kind of like the, the bread of the sandwich. And then you've got like a nice like lettuce in the middle, which is the interlude. Okay. And then I kind of filled in the gaps where I saw the story of the album going with the other songs. Okay. That's really sick. That's really sick. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you were creating this record? Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of all over the place. I originally started the album, I don't know, because Scared to Go to Sleep was one of the first songs I wrote, which was so far ahead. I didn't even think of an album or anything at the time. But once I was like, okay, I'm doing an album, I was just like writing on my own in my free time. And then it hit a point, like I came out to LA and I worked here for pretty much a month, just like with different people, like experiment. I was writing some for other people and some for me. And what I found was I was like, I can't focus on anyone else's like artistry right now because like my own is clouding the way, like I was just not having good sessions with other artists. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like write for myself right now. And then once I came back from LA, I completely like locked myself in my house for like a month or two to just finish up the album. Cause it wasn't fair to any other artists I was working with to just have my own artistry like spill out onto them. Yeah. Um, so mentally it was, I was feeling like, pretty like tired from being in LA for like a whole month. So um, it was nice to just focus on the music part of it after that, um, after the songs kind of came together. But yeah, I was, I don't know, I felt a lot of clarity finishing the album, which was great mm -hmm. because in the middle of me writing it was definitely me figuring out like why I am continuing to do music yeah. <laughs> because of like, obviously everything I'm writing about, but yeah, I definitely wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because I just, there's nothing else I want to do. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. This question, I'll cut it out if you don't want to go this deep, but I, I, I kind of want to ask it anyway. Are you hinting kind of at the fact that like maybe the whole thing that kind of happened, the, the blow up with the tramp stamps, did that kind of like affect how you felt with music? I don't know if you want to talk about all of that shit. Oh yeah, I'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean... It did, but also it was something that needed to happen for me mm -hmm. because I feel like I was going to have this like uncovering of like 
I don't know, uh, I guess like the world and like music in the world and even like how the internet works and like how people react to things and also how you should respond to things. I needed to have that realization at some point and it was going to happen. Um, the way it happened happened really fast and crazy and I don't know I just took it as it came and I am such like I, I see a lot of clarity after it and everything and it was honestly very good for me and I like don't regret anything that happened I am definitely like remorseful and I don't know I feel like everything that happened was supposed to happen and that's why I don't regret anything. Um, but it definitely was a whole learning time and time to figure out like, I don't know how to handle situations like that and also be a person and like, am I eating? Like I did not eat the entire time that, any of that was going on just because of my own anxiety. And that's honestly, I'm also really glad all that happened because I was like, Oh, I need to be on antidepressants. I need to like all these things that I should have done before. It was kind of like, no, this is the industry. This is like what happens also. So you need to take care of yourself as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then figure out what exactly you're saying to the world and what the best way to do it is and how to, I don't know, treat everything with, I don't know, treat everything that is your artistry and art the way that you want to treat it, I guess. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot because it was, it was this thing that like, I don't know, it felt like it was supposed to be so fun and everything. And it definitely was at times. Um, but overall, I am very glad everything happened because I was able to take time after and be like, okay, what is, what do I want to do? Like, this was like, I was in, it was COVID. I really wanted to find a release for like, I don't know, all of my, I don't know. I just wanted to have a little fun when like the world didn't feel so fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so coming out of that, which obviously did not end fun, yeah. um, it kind of put things in perspective for me a little too. And yeah. And this album would not have happened without any of it. So fair enough. And I'm glad that you, you learned that from that whole experience and that like you, all three of you guys kind of, you took a, a short break and everybody's kind of back at it doing their own thing. And I, I respect that mm -hmm. like this experience didn't like push anybody out of like what you guys were doing before the, the band. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, everyone's kind of like doing their own thing and like, I don't have any, bad blood with any of the other girls or anything after the fact. Um, but I think it definitely was good for all of us in a way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Appreciate you talking about that a little bit. I didn't know where we laid. Yeah, <laughs> of course. All yeah. right. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> sure. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? Listen, all of the above if you want to. I don't know how you party. I don't know how you work out. But like, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've always been a driving person when it comes to listening to music. Road trips are like my favorite to just drive and 
soak it in an album. So I would always say that. But again, any way that you love to ingest music, I would say go for it. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Reflective. I'm trying to use like SAT words. I'm like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> I still will say reflective. Okay. Mm-hmm. Self-aware. Okay. Oh, what is that word? When you look up back at something and you're like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that would be like reflective. Yeah. Or are you thinking like nostalgic? Okay. Nostalgic. Ooh, nostalgic. I would say nostalgic. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. There we go. Um, so in that same chain of thought, but with not as much pressure, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? I want them to feel like, even though, even if, even if you're not, obviously, because I'm a different person than everybody else and I am experience everything about my relationship with the music industry and the world and everything that I've done since I was like a kid to kind of like get to where I am now and coming to terms with dreams and stuff. Obviously that's so different than everybody else's. Um, But I hope that the way I worded things or even phrases or whatever kind of makes other people feel like they can connect to that as well, because I can be as specific as I want to be, but I also, I've been like on tour the past couple of weeks and just even seeing people connect to some of the lyrics that I've had. And it's, it's like, I don't know you. I don't, I have not been in your shoes. I have not like seen what you've seen, but you're mm-hmm. crying to my songs. Like, I think just seeing that in real time has been so, so, I don't know. It's kind of put things into perspective a little for me of like, that's really like why I do it because I was a fan from the beginning too of other people and I had those reactions to other music too. So I just genuinely hope that other people are able to connect in some way to something that I say and apply it to their own life or even just like have something to scream their heart out to. Like if I can at least do that, then I will be happy. Love that. And since you brought up tour, like the whole thing, the way that, that the, the Charlotte Sands tour happened is so quick. Like how, how's it going? Oh, like yeah. kind of how did it come about? Like let's talk yeah. a little bit about that. It's been great. I mean, um, yeah, so they unfortunately had a band drop out because their gear got stolen, yes. um, which sucks. And so I got a call from my agent that was saying that they wanted um, me to come out there and like, literally a week from the call and it was the first show was in Denver. I was like, I'm in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but also I was talking with my manager about it. And so I was like, Oh, can I actually do this? Like um, my fiance plays drums, but I was like, I don't know if he can like take off work and like do this with me. Like, I don't know how we're going to swing it. But then I saw that because the first city was Denver, Colorado, I was like, that's kind of a sign that I need to go. Cause I have a song called Colorado and I love mm. Colorado in general. So I was like that, like really feel like it could have been any of these cities, but it's that city. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we'll make it work. So within a week we got everything together. I got 
two new tires on my car for the trip. Right. We're out here in my Toyota RAV4. Okay. Shout out Toyota. Nice. Mm-hmm. They nice. are very reliable so far. I'm awesome. Knock on some wood. Right. In my head right now. <laughs> there you go. I got you on the wood. Don't um, worry. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um. So yeah, it's been wild, but it's been so fun, and I have been friends with like like a lot of people in Charlotte's camp for a while. So I knew it would be super chill and like a really good environment to tour with, especially so late notice and everything. So it's been so fun. And I'm just like really thankful for the opportunity because I haven't played like many of these like venues or these states like on this side of the country. So it's been like a blast. I love that. And that was going to be my next question. Like, did you, are you like friendly with Charlotte? Because like, normally you don't just like get a call like that, like just last minute to like join a tour, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I have actually written with Charlotte, um, a good amount of times. We first wrote maybe like six years ago or something, maybe five years ago. Um, yeah, we got introduced, um, through, um, a mutual named Bob in Nashville who's dope. He was like, You guys both have colored hair, you should write. And we were like, Probably. Yeah. And, there you go, yeah. Um Yeah, so we have been in the same like circle for a while and um her drummer Danan, I'm also friends with and I've written with before and he's awesome. And their guitarist also Dylan has actually taken a good amount of photos for me. Um that you probably have seen because he did a lot for scared to go to sleep as well. Um, but he's awesome. Because, like literally the first night in Denver, he, I was already on stage and he was just like taking photos of me. And I was like, you're supposed to go on after this. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I get off stage and I look at my phone and he had sent me eight already edited photos. And he was like oh in front God. of me, like, and then he took a shot and he was like, okay, I'm going to go play. And I was like, huh? A wizard. Okay. So there's, Jesus. there's such talented people here on the tour and it's, been so fun i have no complaints and i am so excited to get to play more shows that's fucking awesome i'm so happy to hear that Mm -hmm. um so on topic of tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is the go-to snack of choice Ooh, so my fiance who's my drummer and i are both vegan so we did pre pre pre-packed snacks but i will say of choice in a gas station it would be purple doritos so true good they're the best um and also i don't know i love a classic coke so like coke and purple doritos if i'm feeling something sweet i'll get an oreo or something or a pop tart yeah. i did not Otherwise, know we've been pop tarts were vegan i did not know pop tarts yeah, were vegan, vegan. Yeah. this this just it's rocked in, my entire I discovered, world i was yeah. like I've been vegan my entire life. Never had a pop tart. I'm gonna go change that at some some point very you very have? soon. Yeah. Yes. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. We've been vegan since like January. Nice. So it has been interesting to like figure it out on the road and stuff. It's been like really good so far. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're in LA right now, so we're like, like oh, yeah, you're touring in like the, yeah. you're you're touring in like the woke cities that are like re- <laughs> like already kind of vegan. But like I oh, I. Yeah. I mm-hmm. manage bands as like my day job and like we have we had a band that's vegan and they were like in the the like in Alabama and shit like that and they're like well we haven't eaten in 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, that's why I'm like 
we're filling up now before we hit Texas and stuff. Cause I'm like, it's going to be like veggies and like impossible burgers. Maybe if we can find them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why we got so many protein bars in our car nice. right now. Good. Yeah. Uh, so on the topic of food, if your project was a dish, what dish would your project be and why? Holy shit. This is a question. It is a dish. <laughs> I feel like it is a question. <laughs> Um, oh man, I also just ate, so I'm like, I got so much food on my mind right now. I would say it would be maybe like a pesto, did I say that weird? Pesto noodle dish with like some like northern beans on it or something, some sun-dried tomatoes. I don't really have a reason for any of this. It just sounds like kind of comforting, mm-hmm. but not too heavy at the same time. So mm-hmm. you can like hang out after. Okay. That sounds, sounds good. very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. All right. <laughs> um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? What do I pick first? The drink or the meal? That is the question. Um, okay, drink. I would have to go with a margarita. A like a double shot margarita. Oh, yeah. Maybe a Chewy's margarita. If you've ever been to Chewy's, which they I have know. in Nashville. I don't know where they have it, but they have swirl margaritas mm-hmm. where you can do like lime and strawberry. Oh. And I, I always ask for a shot on the side and then you pour it in there and you mix it in too. It's very okay. good. So I'd probably do that. Um as my drink. And then food wise. Oh, there's so many different routes I could go. All right. I'd probably, I'd probably do some sushi for sure. Can I do a spread? Cause that's the thing. If I can do a spread. Yeah. Sure. That go changes for the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to do a spread. I'm going to, I'm going to say Thai food. Oh, I feel good you. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Do you have like a specific Thai dish or is it just like anything? Probably anything. I've been like, I've been switching it up lately, but as long as it's spicy, just give me that. There is a place in Roswell, where I'm from, Roswell, Georgia, that has the best, it's called, um, it's like a, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a coconut curry dish that is like, it is the best. And then they also Mm -hmm. have, um, a meat replacement there that is like, as good as like the real thing so i always get that when i come in town um so probably that one that's good and I'll, i will for death row i will get it the hottest it comes i will do oh that. my god yeah so you won't have to yeah. face those uh bathroom re- repercussions jesus Christ. yeah <laughs> yeah once i once i was in nashville and i for some reason on the menu i was like oh yeah thai hot is not as it doesn't look like it's going to be as hot as the hot like that mm. feels like the step in between i don't in my brain i was like yeah that makes sense I got Thai hot and it was like a um it was like a pad Thai dish mm-hmm. and it was so good but I I probably took like maybe like 10 bites total and yeah. I was like seeing stars and yeah. I could not I went to pick up the check to, or my pen for the check to write after my hand was shaking and I was like <laughs> someone needs to drive my car home 
I yeah. cannot drive right now. <laughs> no. But I definitely took those leftovers home and I ate it the next day where I was like, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. I'm like in front of the TV. I'm chilling. Yeah. Like as long as I'm not in public sweating buckets, I'm good. Yeah. For death row, like a ton of rice. Yeah. For death row, I will be sweating buckets. I don't care. There you I'm go. No die judgment because anyway. you're going to die right after anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Maybe like Hogwarts, like straight up Harry Potter, just Hogwarts, just so I can like explore and like, if I can have a power, I will do some magic and shit. Like, I think that would be pretty sick. What uh, what house are you? So I've taken the test a few times and mm-hmm. it's like the same thing whenever I do like an INFP, ENFJ, like whatever that test is too, I'm always like. 50-50 on like so many things mm-hmm. every time I'm taking the test though it does say I'm Gryffindor but it's like the percentage between Gryffindor and Slytherin is like so small <laughs> like it's like it's like I could sneeze and I could be Slytherin you know? yeah okay. so but I I believe if I had a choice I would still choose Gryffindor okay good sounds good Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question and every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. This is, these are nuts. These questions are nuts. Holy shit. Okay. Weird that I can't just say it on the top of my head. You know what I mean? It's on the top of your head, I thought. Yeah. Well, okay. I do like pink. I am <laughs> dipping... <laughs> I do like pink. It has been, and to be fair, I have had hair. I have had pink hair since 2018, so it's been a minute now. Mm-hmm. My hairdresser is literally like, "I will not change your hair color." Now I'm like, I don't know. I, I might want to change it soon, but I do. <gasps> I know. I don't know yet, though. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta test the waters. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was blonde before, and I was like, that was fun. So I might do like a blonde pink thing. Ooh, but. I think the most pleasing for me to like look at and see is probably blue. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And then to wear black. Okay. All right. That's good. Sounds That's good. good. If you were to change your hair color, what color would it be? Would you just go? I know you mentioned blonde, but if you could change it to a different color, a totally different color. Mm-hmm. I've so in high school, I would like during summers, I would dye my hair different colors and stuff. So I've had like a good variety okay but i would do yellow yellow that's a good pick yeah yellow with like dark brown roots or something like a sunflower yellow Mm -hmm. i've always wanted to do that and i that's the one color i haven't done i'm like i don't know we'll see it would fit you very well i I think i think if you want to you should you should take that jump you should do it all right maybe i'll call my hairstylist after this and be like i got some bad news pink era over (laughs) yeah pink is done um so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug my album november 17th and then also i am playing a show with blake rose in new york at baby's all right um let me double check my calendar for that date it is October 21st, right. so that'll be super fun. I love New York. I literally, I think my mom's coming to the show, so if you live in New York and you come, go hang with Christy. She's a good time. 
And then I also have an album release show on November 17th in Nashville at the East Room. And it's going to be super cool. I'm going to play the whole album top to bottom. There might be some special surprises. I don't know yet. I have not super planned that out as I am... (laughs) I got on tour a week ago, so you are you teasing know. special surprises that are not plan yet planned. That out on the drive. Yeah, I will plan that out on the drive home. There you go. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for now. That's been Caro Bay, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>